The White House is coming for our internets now, establishing a task force aimed at stopping online harassment. And I think this might have something to do with our channel and Jerry Nadler and the fact that we make a lot of fun of him for waddling around Congress with 35 pounds of excrement in his diaper. And what happens now if this task force says you can't do that anymore because that is harassment towards a very highly respected member of Congress? Well, we could be in big trouble. That means we better learn what they're talking about. You can see the White House posted this on June 16th, telling us this is a presidential action. And I'm sure Joe Biden was really involved in this. But here it is. It comes out right out of the press briefing room and they tell us that this is a memo for the heads of executive departments and agencies. And so, of course, if you don't know, I am a criminal defense attorney. Hello, my name is Robert Govea, criminal defense lawyer in Scottsdale, Arizona. And I look to these things from that viewpoint, through that lens, I want to know what are they going to do? Are they going to start arresting people? Are they going to start going to people's houses and say, uh, excuse me, you're harassing people. You're going to jail. I wouldn't be too surprised because we've already seen that they were willing to, you know, arrest people for COVID violations and this, that, and the other. And around and around we go. So what new powers is this agency? Is this executive branch going to gobble up? Let's look. It tells us by the authority vested in me as president, by the Constitution, yeah, right, the laws of the United States, and in order to improve efforts to prevent, and here it is, address online harassment and abuse, it is hereby ordered as followed. Here's the policy. Technology platforms and social media, it says, can be vital tools for building a community and for civic participation and so on. But the scale, the reach, the amplification effects of technology platforms have exacerbated gender-based violence, mm, particularly through online harassment and abuse. Uh-oh, we're in deep trouble here. Online harassment and abuse included a broad array of harmful and sometimes illegal behaviors that are perpetrated through the use of technology, women, adolescent girls, LGBTQ, XBI, Aliadocious, and others who may be additionally targeted because of their race, ethnicity, religion, and other factors can experience more severe harms from online harassment and abuse. So it's like hate speech, online harassment. It's just amazing. Online harassment and abuse take many forms including the non-consensual distribution of intimate digital images. Okay, but is that particular? I mean, that happens to everybody, right? <laughs> it happens to everybody, okay? Cyberstalking, sextortion, doxing, malicious deepfakes, gendered disinformation. Don't really know what that one is. Uh, certain R's and death threats, the, uh, the recruitment and exploitation, various forms of technology. Like this is all criminal already. We already have a Department of Justice. We already have the FBI. We already have local law enforcement. We already have a million different task force and billions of dollars devoted to our so-called intelligence agencies to do all of this. So what is this for? In the United States, one in three women under the age of 35 reports having been harassed online. That's it? That's it? Oh, wow. Okay. Well, you know, that seems low to me. Over half LGBTQI individuals. It's like if you post anything on the internet, somebody harasses you, don't they? <laughs> okay. Here it says that severe online abuse, including harassment, globally half of girls report that they are more likely to be harassed through social media than on the street. Again, shocking. Wow. 
You're kidding me. People behind their keyboard say things that they would not say to your face. <gasps> wow. I'm glad we have a task force for this. My gosh. Okay. In the United States and around the world, women and LGBTQI plus political leaders, public figures, activists, and other journalists are especially targeted by sexualized forms of online harassment and abuse. Undermining their ability to exercise human rights and participate in democracy and governance and civic life. So I, oh my gosh, look, if you're, this is scary, man. If you're libs of TikTok right now, if you're one of these Twitter accounts right now that is dunking on the drag shows taking place in kindergarten classes, well, you might be somebody who falls directly in this category, right? In the United States and around the world, Leaders, public figures, activists, journalists experience targeted are targeted by harassment. That's libs of TikTok. You're talking about libs of TikTok right there, right there. And that is. He's she actually is the purveyor of that brilliant Twitter account, which you should check out, is the person who is actually just retweeting their own content. It's not even saying almost anything. It's just retweeting and reboosting content from those communities that's and that that account has had you know been banned and not banned and they're showing uh, people from certain political dispositions posting messages on tiktok communicating about what they're teaching kids in their classroom saying i read this book and you open the book up and you're going how old were those kids what wow but this is all on that topic in fact, recording this video, the FBI might be on their way right here, right now. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to stick around to the end. It continues. Online abuse and harassment, which aim to preclude women from political decision-making about their own lives and their communities and undermine the functioning of democracy. So it's just like, oh my gosh, the poor women out there, all the poor women, this audience is about 90% male. So all 10 of you out, all 10 of you females who listen to the show and listen to this content. I know there's, I know there's a lot of you, but the metrics don't tell me that. Anyways, the point here, gentlemen, we have to protect the women out there because they can't protect themselves. If they get a bad comment or somebody dunks on them on the internet, they can no longer function in democracy, according to Joe Biden and the White House. Because if they get harassed, their political decision-making ability about their own lives, right out the window. So uh, boys out there, gentlemen, be nice to the ladies on the internet, all right? Because if you say anything bad, according to Joe Biden, they just can't function anymore and participate in American democracy. Wow. Okay, growing evidence also demonstrates that online radicalization, oh great, can be linked to gender-based violence, which along other forms of abuse and harassment spans the digital and physical realms. Online harassment and abuse can result in a range of dire consequences from victims, from psychological distress and self-censorship. <laughs> what are they talking about? We have active actual censorship. Oh my gosh, to economic losses. Do you know how do you know how many times I've wanted to talk about certain things that we can't talk about? You want to talk about self-censorship? Oh gosh, disruptions to education, increased self-harm, suicide, homicide, and other forms of physical and sexual violence. Further, digital technologies are often used in concert with other forms of abuse and harassment, underscoring the urgency 
of addressing the interplay of in-person and online harms. More research is needed to fully understand the nature, the magnitude, the cost of these harms, and ways to address them in the United States. How do we stop people from exercising speech that is, in their eyes, harmful, that is marginalizing these other communities, that are damaging to their participations? It's online harassment. If you don't like somebody's comment, or if you post a triggering phrase, oh my gosh, you may be somebody who is literally interfering with democracy, literally, from their own stinking release. Therefore, says the person writing this for Joe Biden, I am directing the director of the White House Gender Policy Council and the assistant to the president for national security affairs to lead an interagency effort, that means all of them, to address online harassment and abuse specifically focused on technology-facilitated gender-based violence and to develop concrete recommendations to improve prevention, response, and protection efforts through programs in the U.S. and globally. And I guess if you oppose this, look, I am not in favor of violence against women, but I guess if you oppose this, maybe you are. So I don't know. Here it says section two, the establishment. This is all coming out of the White House. And look who's involved, everybody. The director of the White House Gender Policy Council, along with National Security Affairs, all agree they're going to be the co-chairs of this task force. In addition, they're also going to have members from Secretary of State, Secretary of Defense, Attorney General, Commerce, Health and Human Services, which houses the CDC, Education, Veterans Affairs, DHS, your Homeland Security Safety Personnel, Office of Science and Technology, Assistant to the President, Domestic Policy Council, Economic Policy Council, Administration for International Development, the Council, Lawyers to the President and Vice President, and the heads of everybody else in the stinking government. So along with the FBI, DOJ, Domestic Violent Extremism, Homegrown Violent Extremism Investigatory Groups, we also have an online harassment force. A member of the task force may designate other people. The mission of the task force is to work across executive departments and agencies to assess and address. Okay, so it's not just like a research investigatory task force. It's also to address it, right? And that's what I'm looking for. Is this just like a government committee that Joe Biden's going to throw some money at and they're going to bring this in front of the American people? you know, before the next election and say, we care about women. We care about LGBTQI plus. We care about all of the all different groups that they cobble together every election season in order to win. Well, I don't know. It says also addressing online and abuse that constitute technology facilitated gender-based violence. By how are they going to do it? Several different subsections. Number one, improving coordination among executive departments and all of the agencies to maximize the prevention of this type of stuff globally, enhancing data collection and expanding data collection and research across the federal government to measure the costs and the impact of this violence and study the mental health effects of abuse of social media. Also increase access to survivor-centered services so that people, I guess, who get people who comment badly on them can get some money developing uh, programs and policies to address online harassment specifically campaigns targeting women and LGBTQ plus I people like public figures, journalists, government, civic leaders, activists, journalists in the United States. So it's wild, man. They're creating a protected class 
that argues for political causes. I mean, it's just saying that our, they even tell you, I mean, these are political figures, okay? To address online harassment of political figures. Like the, the administration doesn't want you to harass their political figures. That's the entire point of free speech. It's to harass political figures. Like that's the most protected kind is political speech is to say these people are idiots and morons and what they're doing is bad for society, right? I'm not, that's not, I'm not saying that about any particular issue in general. That's what free speech is for. It's not to say this, this bureaucrat's doing an amazing job. Well done, sir. Thank you for continuing to spend us into oblivion. Thank you for governing me. No, that's not what that's for. It's to say, hey, political figure, you're an idiot and what you're doing is wrong. It is to harass them. Going to be a big problem here soon. Also, examining existing federal laws and regulations to evaluate the adequacy of the current legal framework to address the technology-facilitated gender-based violence. Also, identify any opportunities that we can use to just address it now through global partnerships. Consistent with the objectives, you can consult with local people and personnel to get this done. Here we also have within 180 days of the date of this memo, everybody shall create a presidential blueprint for a whole of government approach to respond to this. The initial bl blueprint shall include a synopsis of key lessons from stakeholder con consultations and preliminary recommendations for advancing strategies to address all of this. Within one year of the initial blueprint, so all this will be done by the time Biden leaves. Okay, in other words, this here came out 180 days, fast forward six months from now, they'll get initial blueprint done. Then within one year, that's before Biden's term ends. He's now going to have a one-year report with all the different agencies that say what they should do about it. Prior to issuing this, they should consolidate any input received, submit periodic reports following the submission of the report, give a report to the president. They talk about the definition of the term. Technology-facilitated gender-based violence defined refers to any form of gender-based violence, including harassment and abuse, which take place uh, happens through the use of digital technologies. And it tells us what this cannot do. And it's signed here by Joe Biden Jr. Authorizing the new online task force, the harassment task force, to stop you from harassing political people on the basis of gender. Because if you are oppositional to them, if you push back on them, if you harass them, you may be a terrorist who is undermining American democracy. And the White House doesn't want you to do that. So we'll see, as we've seen previously, one after the other, rolling it out one right after the other. They don't like what they're hearing from the American people. So they're gonna do what they can to shut you up including stopping you from having legitimate gripes with political figures who are in their favored class. Disgusting, but what else can we expect from this administration? We should be used to it by now. We'll continue to cover this and many others. I would love it if you joined us in that journey. Would really love it if you became a member and supported the work that we do here. We have daily, almost daily videos going out 
for our members, which are, you know, carrying on the conversation in between these stories that we cover here. We're talking about some stuff behind the scenes, how things are working and what's going on with you. We'd love it if you connected with us as a member on YouTube or over at our community at watchingthewatchers.locals.com. But if you don't, at least subscribe before you get out of here, because I look forward to seeing you on the next one.